Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. Some talk shows think all of their opinions are right. This one, this one knows they are. This is Perception is Reality. Christopher H. Bilbrey is a no-nonsense, well, maybe a little bit of nonsense, political activist, local government watchdog, and all-around good Hoosier and God-fearing American citizen. Is this guy for real? Holding lawmakers accountable and educating citizens on the importance of participating in their local government with a dab of national and world politics and a little pop culture and maybe some real-life common sense. This, this is, is Perception is Reality. And this is Christopher H. Bilbrey. Three votes. Could you imagine all the work, all the stress, all the headache, the fight, the bullshit? And then could you imagine losing by three votes? How ridiculous that would be. How upsetting that would be. How maddening, mind-numbing that that would be. Losing by three votes. What about nine votes? My grandmother lost an election one time by nine votes. Now, I know that Truthy Beanpole is out here somewhere saying, Oh, yes, your grandmother lost because she was related to you and you're the serial-stalking rapist drug dealer who does donuts in people's yards. But, Truthy, (laughs) take your medicine, you'll be all right. So, well, look at my manners. I forgot to even introduce myself or the show. This is Perception is Reality, and I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. Good to be with you. Thanks for tuning in to this 37th episode of the show. Thank you all for being here. The last several shows have really been increasing through the audience base, and I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for spreading that information for spreading the show how to listen to it of course if you're listening you're doing that on your favorite podcast hosting site which everybody can or you can always listen to the show at the home link perception.fireside.fm all right folks so tonight on the agenda I have a public service announcement style show. That's right, folks. This is going to be a public service announcement. And so what we're going to be looking at is kind of what I was talking about just a few moments ago. How elections on the local level can be decided by very few votes, how your vote, your voice, and your action and or inaction makes a difference, and why what we do here on the show, specifically during these audio version episodes, and then even on the video 
version episodes, which are on Facebook at www.facebook.com backslash Bilberry318 or simply by searching Christopher H. Bilberry on Facebook. And what we do on the platform of Perception is Reality is try to engage you citizens and those that aren't really awake yet or those that aren't part of the audience or aren't engaged to wake up and be a part of all of this as it's happening because, folks, whether you like to admit it or not, it's not happening to others and you're just missing it. It's happening to you. It's happening to me. It's happening to us. And so there's no one else that we should say is going to come save the day for us, politically speaking. No one is coming to make things better. It is left up to you and I. And if we don't take a look at the importance of that, maybe folks just continue sleeping saying, oh, it doesn't matter. But let me make sure that we are definitely, definitely aware of what we're saying. In 2015, I know there was only one mayoral candidate running in the city of Muncie, but he only received 3,269 votes. That is only 4.81% of the entire population of the city of Muncie. And now I know it was a different type of an election because there was only one candidate. You really didn't have a choice, so very few people voted. But let's just look to the primary this year in the city of Muncie. Let's look to the primary in Winchester. Let's look to the primaries in Indianapolis. We had shitty turnout statewide. And in this general election in November 2019, everywhere, we cannot have that. And I know when you're dealing with municipal elections everywhere, votes are low, but that's what we have to work on because municipal elections can be decided by a handful of votes. And so on the other side of this break, we're going to get into this public service announcement and we're going to get into why it matters, what we do, when we do it, and how we should do it, and why we need to. You're listening to Perception is Reality. I'm Christopher H. Bilbrey. This is a public service announcement from Perception is Reality. All right, so we talk about getting involved. We talk about being engaged. I bitch about what happens in my community in Winchester. We talk about what goes on in Muncie and trying to make things better. We talk about trying to get out of the old ways and break out of the corruption and getting folks involved, having people go to meetings and having people ask questions. We talk about asking questions of candidates. But I want to make sure that we're being very clear. None of this matters, all right? None of this matters if we do not 
get out and vote. Whether you live in Muncie or Winchester or Indy or New York or Chicago or Utah or California, whether you're a Republican or Democrat or Green Party or Independent or Libertarian, nothing matters if you're not voting. And so I want to go through really quick what it takes for you at home Specifically, if you live in Indiana. Now, anybody can get value out of this episode. If you live outside of Indiana, you have a system in place very similar to this. And all you need to do is Google register to vote from home, and they can set you up with that. It'll tell you what you need to do. But right now, I want to talk just to the people inside Indiana and I want to go through how you can register to vote. This episode, episode 37, is being recorded on Saturday, September 7th, 2019. Now, you might be listening to it the same day that it airs. You might be listening in a couple days. Here's the deal. If you listen to this before... 11.59 p.m. on Monday, October 7th, you can register or change your registration to vote by doing what I'm getting ready to walk you through. And that's why I want to walk you through it on the air while we're, we're doing it. So the first thing you would do on your cell phone, your tablet, your laptop, or your desktop computer would be to go to www dot i n d i a n a v o t e r s dot c o m indiana voters dot com and it takes you to the indiana dot gov voter portal and you'll see 2019 primary election results that's where you could check on some things you can go to register to vote check on voting status voting location, and election security. So if you think that you're registered or you want to check on your voting status, you can go there and click on that and go through the steps. But say that you're a first-time voter or you haven't voted before and you just want to register, you click on Apply Now. And it tells you, check eligibility, enter vote information, Review and acknowledge, and it says, Upcoming election, November 5th, 2019. Deadline to register is October 7th, 2019. And what you need to do to register is have a valid Indiana driver's license number or an Indiana state identification card. So that's the first thing. If you have your driver's license, pull your driver's license out, and you will need to use that number. If you don't have a driver's license, say you don't drive, say you're suspended, you can go to the BMV and get an ID card and it will issue you a number. And you can do that for $5 or free if you can tell them that you need help with that. You have to be a citizen of the United States. You have to be 18 years or older on or before the next general election, municipal special election. So a 17-year-old may register to vote 
in the primary election if the voter turns 18 on or before the next general election. So if you're going to be 18 on November 5th, you can register to vote now. You have to have lived in the precinct for at least 30 days. So you fit in this category because you can register until October 7th. So you will be able to do that. Next, not currently imprisoned after being convicted of a crime. So if you're hearing this and you're not in prison, you can register to vote. So it says to begin your voter registration application, please enter the following information. First name, and you enter your first name. Last name, and you enter your last name. Indiana driver's license information, and you enter your driver's license number. You accept the term and you begin new registration. Okay, that's all that you need to do. It's really simple. And so you type that in and you hit enter. All right, I accept the terms. Begin new registration. And it takes you right to it. Do you have a valid Indiana driver's license or Indiana state identification card? Yes. Are you a citizen of the United States of America? Yes. Will you be 18 years of age on or before the next election? Yes. Will you have lived in your precinct for 30 days before the general election? Yes. Are you currently imprisoned after being convicted of a crime? And that means felons can vote, folks. You can vote if you have a misdemeanor. You can vote if you have a felony. You can vote if you have been to prison and you are now outside. The only way that you can't vote is if you are currently locked up in a jail or prison. So you click no, okay? Then it says, warning, if knowingly providing false information on a voter registration form or knowingly making a false declaration about your qualifications, you have committed a level six felony and can be fined up to $10,000 and jailed up for two and one half years or both. So then you hit continue. And it then tells you to enter in your regular driver's license number and you hit submit. And once you've hit submit, then you are ready to go. And it takes that long. Look how long that took. Now, I know I stopped because we were talking, but it literally takes less than two minutes. So that's the number one thing you've got to do. You've got to get registered. Then we'll talk over the next couple weeks about getting to know your candidates and how you decide who you're going to support. Because you may be a Republican, you'll tend to think that you support Republican candidates. And in a lot of cases, that's true. Or if you're a Democrat, you'll think you support Democrat candidates. And in a lot of cases, that's true. But I can tell you as a Republican, I have been against Republicans and I have supported Democrats and I know Democrats that have voted Republican. That does not matter specifically on these lower municipal elections. Yeah, it's fine to say that you're Democrat or Republican, but what truly, truly matters is common sense and what somebody can do to better the community that they're trying to work for. And we'll get into all that a little bit later on down the road in more episodes. But so for the sake of argument, 
for tonight's episode, we'll say that you've already selected the candidates that you're supporting. Now, there's various things that you can do. You can put a yard sign in your yard. You could hand out material. There are many different candidate events you could go to and you could cheer your candidate on. You could talk to your candidate's campaign team and ask about handing things out door to door. Or what you could do, you know, you could simply go on your social media and you could remind everybody about registering to vote. If everybody would post once a week between now and October 7th, hey, if you go to www.indianavoters.com, make sure to go there and either register or verify your registration, that would keep it fresh in everybody's mind. You can also do that with your candidate. You can tell everybody, hey, I'm supporting... Lisa Friend for Winchester City Council District 4. She's running against Kevin Carino. And I'm asking for your vote for Lisa Friend for District 4 Winchester City Council. Or I'm asking for your vote for Troy Ingram, Aaron Clark, or Richard Ivey on the Republican side of the Muncie City Council at-large race. Or... Watasha Barnes Griffin on the Democrat side of the Muncie City Council at-large race. And I'm asking for you to not vote for Democrats Nora Powell or Linda Gregory. And you could post that. I'm not asking you or telling you that you have to be on fire the way that I am. I'm not telling you that you've got to go to every meeting in a six-county area. I'm not telling you that you got to make a podcast. You can. That would be fantastic. But you don't have to. You can do little things to get your candidate out there and to help spread the word. Word of mouth is the number one thing that helps candidates. When people go in to vote, there are so many candidates they don't know, they haven't heard from. Maybe they didn't go to the candidate forum, so they don't talk to who's running for clerk or who's running for judge, and they don't know all of this stuff. They only know the big ones, and they only know those because they've heard a friend talk about them. So if you're somebody who's listening to this show and who's wanting to be engaged and is wanting to help out and is wanting to make a difference in your community. This is one of the biggest ways I can tell you to do it. Know who the candidates are for office, whether they're currently in office and you want to keep them there, or if there are officials in office that you do not want there, then find out who the candidates are, find out who you support, Find out who you're against and make a weekly post. Do it on a Sunday night. Do it on a Thursday night. Make it first thing Monday. Make that post. Maybe one week do one race. Next week do the next race. Do it however you see fit. Share that information. Share this podcast, Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey at perception.fireside.fm. Doing things like that are going to help spread the message, spread the word, and are going to help get others involved. They're going to see your post, 
And that's like your endorsement for that candidate or against a candidate. And that's really big. Then you need to go to meetings. You need to attend meetings. You need to learn what's at stake. You need to learn what the issues are. And you need to hear where the officials are on those issues. There are things going on all over the place that I agree with the Republicans on. There are things going on all over the place that I agree with Democrats on. There are things in community, like in Winchester, I have been against all of the officials on a certain topic. Democrats and Republicans alike. Because I felt they weren't doing what was best for the community. Muncie's the same way. Gaston would be the same way. Indianapolis would be the same way. And what you need to do is understand what's at stake, what you believe in, and you need to share that. Social media is such an amazing platform for information like this and to get that word out in real time. Now, I will say, make sure to do your very level best to ensure that the information that you're putting out is top-notch, correct, factual information because there's a lot of times that false crap is put out and that does not help anybody. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help the people that read it. And that's what we need to do is to make sure that the information we're putting out is proper information. It gels with what you believe. And more importantly, it's factually correct. But more important than social media, more important than turning up at meetings, more important than any of that is actually getting out to vote. Okay, let's look at this just for a second, okay? In the city of Muncie, there's roughly 67,000, 68,000 people. In 2015... 3,269 people voted for mayor of Muncie. Now, granted, there was only one candidate, and it was Dennis Tyler, Democrat. So there was no Republican candidate. There were people that did not go out to vote, and it was a very low vote-getting election. But let's look at that for a second, folks. That's only 4.8%. 81% of the entire city. Now, that's not total registered voters. I don't have that figure right off the top of my head right now. But if we're looking at the entire city, that means there's only 4% making this man the mayor. Only 3,000 people voted for him. Folks, let me explain this to you this way. In Winchester, okay? In the city of Winchester we have just right at about 5,000 citizens. 5,000 people in my small city of Winchester. Okay? Sean Byram, in 2015, won the mayor's race with 606 votes. His most closest opponent, Joe Yunce, a Republican received 524 votes. That means 82 people made the difference in that election. 
had 83 more people cast votes for Joe Yunts, Joe Yunts would have been the mayor for the last four years. All right? Now, I can point out 83 people that I could almost guarantee did not vote. And that's my fault. That's their fault. It's their fault they didn't vote. It's my fault that I wasn't more active. We can all do that. We can all point to people. I work with guys during my day job that don't go vote. Now, I could work on them really hard. They all live in Muncie, and I could be working on them, and I am working on them to get them to vote in this next upcoming election because it matters that much, and that's what we need to be doing. That's part of being the good citizen that's involved and engaged is getting folks out to vote. Folks, several years back, my grandmother ran an election for office in Delaware County, and she lost by nine votes. Nine votes. Now, she could have done a recount, and she may have found those nine votes someplace. Nine votes, chances are there was some kind of counting error and there was, would have been another 10 or 15 votes one way or another. That's just what happens in situations like that. Let me tell it to you even crazier. In the same 2015 election, when I was just talking about Dennis Tyler receiving 3269 for his vote count, and Sean Byram receiving 82 more votes than Joe Yunts, we had a city council district three race between an incumbent, Jim Nunez, and a first-time candidate, Republican David Furby. Nunez and everybody thought that Nunez had the lock on it, that he was the incumbent, that everybody knew who he was, and I'm just going to say it like this, Nunez didn't campaign. I worked a polling place when I, because I was running in this election. I had been beat in the primary, and I was working the polling place in November, and it happened to be my district because I live in District 3. And Nunez and his wife were at the polling place, and she set off and read a book. They didn't even really greet people walking in. And let me tell you something, folks. During that general election in November of 2015, incumbent Democrat, the only Democrat on the council, the only Democrat, everybody liked him, everybody loved him, but everyone else was Republican and he was the only Democrat. Jim Nunez lost that race and was kicked out of his seat, and Dave Furby won by three votes. Now, I don't know anybody that can't rack up ten people to go and punch a button at a machine. Everybody can find ten people. You can sure as hell find four. Three would have tied it. 
if Nunez had four more people, if he would have greeted four people at the door of the polling place rather than reading the book, he would have been re-elected. But instead, Dave Furby beat him by three votes. Now, Furby won. He was sworn in in January. And he was the council person. Unfortunately, and this is extremely sad, he passed due to complications of cancer in December of 2018. And so unfortunately, we lost Mr. Furby. And I tell you, I had a really strange relationship with Furby. Uh, I supported him during his run. And then almost instantly, I butted up heads with him after about the first six months on the council, as I did with the rest of the council and the rest of the government in Winchester. But in pretty short order, into 2017, Furby realized he had been making some mistakes, and we started communicating, and we communicated a lot towards the end of 2017 and uh, on. And so I really appreciated he and I's phone conversations, our text messages, our brief meetings in in person, and then during the times when he was at the council table and I was in the audience. I really appreciated our time together. And the city of Winchester lost a great man. So my thoughts and prayers to his family and friends and the city of Winchester. But... That goes to show you how important votes are. I hear people say it all the time. Oh, my vote doesn't matter. My vote doesn't matter. It does, though, folks. It really does. You can make your argument what you want to say about the state or national level. I still say every vote counts. I will always say that. But when you're talking about town, city, county, state representative, state senate, and I'll be honest, even governor and some of those other state auditors, state secretary of state, things like that, your votes count, folks. I'm telling you, you don't understand how many races have been lost by less than 500 votes, and I say that is a close race. And when you want to talk about city and county and town governments, I mean, hell, when you're talking about town governments, you're talking about races being decided by four votes and the winner's only gotten 19 and the loser has 15. I mean, there are cities and towns that are that small and those few people vote. So please, please, whether you're on fire the way I am for it, or whether you attend just to see the spectacle, if you've started dabbling, understand you have to vote. You can't get by on not voting. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to me. You owe it to us to vote. To cast a vote. And let me explain this. There is no excuse for not voting. Because just as I said, voters registration ends 
at 11.59 p.m. on Monday, October 7th, 2019, early voting begins in the state of Indiana in all 92 counties. So if you have a town, city, or municipal election, county election, whatever, if it's next year, it's during the state elections, you have a 28-day window in which you can vote early. You can take your driver's license just like you would on election day, and you can go to your county clerk's office. They're all in the county buildings or the county courthouse in your county, and you can go to the election room of the clerk's office and tell them, you want to vote early. You don't have to have an excuse. You don't have to tell them anything. You can just say, hey, I'm here to vote early. And you can vote. You have to see your times. You know, like, for example, the city of Muncie, you can vote Monday through Friday from 8.30 to 4. Monday through Friday from 8.30 to 4. Then you can actually vote the two Saturdays before the election. There are two Saturdays. The two Saturdays closest to the election. You can also go to your county clerk's office and vote. Both of those Saturdays, the hours are the exact same. And then, then, get this, get this. The election room is open on the Monday before the election. So you can go vote during the day before the election. Now that day, you can only vote from like 8 or 8.30 until noon, so you have to check. But you can still vote then, and then you've still got the full 12 hours to vote on election day. On Tuesday, November 5th, 2019, in the state of Indiana, you can vote from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. That's full 12 hours of vote time that you can go and vote. In Randolph County, we have vote centers. I'm hoping that everywhere will go to vote centers sooner rather than later. Delaware County just did away with it and decided not to do it, and I think that that is an absolute shame. In Randolph County, you can vote early starting Tuesday, October 8th, Okay, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. and 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. and the Monday before the election, 9 to noon, the two Saturdays before the election, 9 to 1, or you can do absentee Voting everywhere in Delaware County, Randolph County, all counties in Indiana, and everywhere else 
by mail or by having the board come around. Now, in the middle of this month, or right at the start of October, right before voting begins, I'm going to have a whole show dedicated to the importance of absent ballot voting by way of the boards going around or by mail-in, and we're going to talk about early voting as well. We're going to talk about all that. I'm going to see about having a couple interviews, and we're going to cover that because absent ballot voting is definitely something that the Democrats and Republicans use to win or lose elections, and it can be kind of hinky, and it's something that us good, strong-willed citizens need to take charge of, and we really need to pay attention of what's going on there, because it's really serious. But that's going to be a little further on down the road. Right now, I'm just talking about the importance of everybody getting out and vote. Everybody must go vote. I don't care if you do it early. I don't care if you do it by mailing it in. I don't care if you have the people come to your freaking house. I don't care if you go on election day, but you got to get it done. These people saying, well, I don't have time. My boss won't let me off or I got to be at work out of town before six and I don't get home. Tough shit because you've got a whole freaking month to get stuff rolling. And if you have any questions, if you have any questions, all you have to do, you can do a couple simple things, and I, I promise these are very, very simple. Go to the Google machine, and this is an easy, easy way I'm getting ready to tell you, and it's the hardest way, and it's still not very hard. You just simply go to the Google machine and you type in the name of your county. Let's say you live in Adams County. So you type in Adams CO Indiana Clerk's Office. And then you type in phone number and it pops right up. And you then call that number Adams County Government 260 724. 5300. And the reason I picked Adams County is because I don't know anything about it and I haven't ever called it. I didn't have that number. The other thing you can do, if you live in Winchester or Randolph County, you call the clerk's office there. If you live in Vigo County, you call there. If you live in Marion County, you call there. And you find that number by simply going to Google and typing in Marion County, Indiana clerk's office. Randolph County, Indiana Clerk's Office phone number. Delaware County, Indiana Clerk's Office phone number. And it'll pop up and you call it. But that's the hard way. The easiest way to find out about early voting or what you might need is to pick up your phone and to call or text me, Christopher Bilbrey, here at Perception is Reality. You call the show at 765 576-9796. You call or text 765-546-9796. Call or text 765-546-9796. 
1-800-242-9596. Or you email me at khbilbury at gmail.com. Or you hit me up on Facebook at Christopher H. Bilbury. Or Twitter at P-I-S-R Bilbury. And ask me, hey, I live here, where do I vote? Or I have this question, and I'll tell you what. While you're on the phone with me, I will figure out the answer, and I will tell it to you. And I'll make sure you know, I'll make sure you understand, and I'll make sure you get it. Because it's that important, folks. And I'm going to tell you this right now. If you ever need a ride, if you ever need help getting to a polling place early or on election day, you pick up that same phone and you call me and I will make sure that you get there. If you need help getting an ID, I will make sure that you get help getting your ID. I will not let you down in this way because you have to know what's going on. You have to be able to get there and vote. It's that important, folks. I'll help you. I'll do whatever I can because it's that important. This is a public service announcement talking about how important it is to vote because people can lose by three votes. And I'll be really honest. I think the election in Muncie is going to be a close one in several races. And so I'm telling you right now, it's a fight for the support and the hearts and the minds of various people in Muncie because we have a power vacuum going on. Same as in Winchester. The only problem in Winchester is either choice is a no choice. It's a dud choice, and it's just, ah, for the first time, I just... I'm so put out by nearly everybody running. It's just, oh God, the next four years are going to be tough in Winchester. And that's why we need to be here. We need to be here as perception is reality, as a team, as citizens, to hold the officials accountable, to make sure they're being transparent and to make sure that they're working for us. That's what we'll be here to do. That's what we are about. Now, when the officials deserve praise, they'll get it. And I hope that they all go in and prove me wrong, and I hope that we're praising them each and every day. That's what this podcast will be, and it will be magnificent. But if it's not, you know what? You can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. Thank you, Tom Petty. So, that's the thing. That's what this show was about. No big bombshells. No big secrets. No big interviews. It's just a public service announcement saying, it's great that 1,200 people showed up at the city council meeting on August 5th. We have a city council meeting getting ready to gear up just in a couple days in Muncie, a couple days in Winchester. 
We've got a couple big things getting ready to happen in Yorktown. I'm just now starting to get involved with the city of Yorktown or the town of Yorktown dealing with their eminent domain property rights issues. And I want to tell you something. If anyone's listening to this, town of Yorktown people, tell your officials perception is reality is coming to find out just what the hell they're doing there. And we're going to be giving the citizens of your town a platform for their concerns and a platform for their voice. So if you are an official in your town or you know an official in your town, let them know it's coming. I can promise you that. I just had a meeting tonight, and this is a little quick little maybe uh, look ahead at something that's going to be happening in the future, but it is going to be happening because what's going on in your town is not right. That aside, back to the topic at hand, the point of tonight's show was simply to tell you that everything we do is great. Everything you do is great. Sharing the show, perception.fireside.fm, going to meetings, asking questions, starting your Facebook discussions, making Facebook pages, going to forums, walking for candidates. It's all fantastic. But it doesn't hold a candle to voting. And you can't just say, well, I vote, so that's all I'm going to do, and I'm not going to say anything more about it. You got to vote, but you also got to make sure that you're telling other people to vote. It has to be like a virus. It has to spread and it has to go out of control. We have to get more people to turn out to the polls this time because that's the only clear way we send messages. Listen, we have full power over all candidates. People need to know this and realize this. They don't. They think that they're going up against a mayor and a council and candidates and people and oh, they're the they're the upper echelon. They're the they're the <laughs> hoity-toities. They're not anybody. They're citizens who were voted in. And if we would go to the polls and we would vote 80%, 90%, if we would vote 70% we would scare the living shit out of every official and every candidate. They would be bending over backwards to make sure that the needs of the citizens were met first and foremost, priority number one. But because we vote 4% and 20% and 18% and 11%, they don't feel like they have to because they're not afraid of us because... They got us over a barrel. But what they don't know is, just like a virus, it can spread. With a snap of a finger, we can get people to go. We just got to get them awake. And that's what this public service announcement, episode 37, has been about. Just that. You're listening to Perception is Reality. I'm Christopher H. Bilberry, and we'll be right back after this quick break. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, well, that's going to do it for this 37th episode, the public service announcement. Remember, do whatever you want to do. 
Get active, go to meetings, support your candidates. But voting and getting out to vote and getting others out to vote is the most important thing that we can all do. Keep that in mind. Also, coming up, we do have an interview scheduled with Muncie Fire Chief Eddie Bell and the Muncie Fire Department EMS Chief Rachel Clark talking about the fire-based EMS pros, possibly talking about some cons, and finding out what this political football has really been about. We also have an episode coming up about the importance of the absent ballot voting process. We'll be covering all of that. As well as, here's an important reminder for Thursday, September 26, 2019, starting at 6 p.m., Perception is Reality will be coming to you live from the home station of perception.fireside.fm as well as the Facebook page Christopher H. Bilbury or facebook.com backslash Bilbury318. And again, that will be live coverage of the candidate forum of the candidates in the Muncie mayoral and city council races. So you'll be able to catch that and on Facebook live. So stay tuned for that and a lot of other great action-packed shows as we get ready to come into the home stretch of this 2019 general election cycle. Hey, it's been another wonderful show. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, God bless you. Stay strong, stay involved, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com. Or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember, perception Perception is is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.